everyone, and welcome back to Book It Vince, the wrestling dream match podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Martin Bennett. And with me, as always, is the Belfast Bruiser, Anthony Hall. Oh, shit. Belfast Bruiser? There's only a select amount of men that this could be. Uh, where? Uh, which? Which of the... Um, First, the question the is: do you, the, Well, yeah. First, my question was going to be: Do you know where Belfast is? Is it in Ireland? Yes. Is is in Ireland? Yes. <laughs> is it Fit Finley? Yes, it is Fit Finley. Oh, it is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dave Woo-hoo. Fit Finley. Oh yes, the master of the shillelagh. I was also I've been listening to a lot of uh, podcasts and with a lot of like uh, women's wrestling, he gets brought up a lot because he was kind of the behind the scenes dude at WWE who pushed for um, uh, pushed for like a better division and 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 helped produce a lot of matches and stuff. Um, Oh, that's lovely. he, He helped bring back the women's title in the mid 2000s. And like worked with Trish Stratus to like build that division up to like, br- yeah, bring back the title and everything. So he also worked with the super heavyweight Hornswoggle. <laughs> you mean super? Is there even a weight class? <laughs> Featherweight. Well, I know in, in fighting there is, but I don't know if in wrestling there's a. Super cruiserweight is that thing? Super, cru- yeah, super cruiserweight <laughs> hornswoggle. Um, yes, <clears throat> what a what a pairing, a pairing that, uh, in today's standards would never fly. <laughs> May, yeah, maybe, maybe not, not necessarily, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, but yes, Fit Finley, incredible, hornswoggle, also incredible. Uh, yes, but we got a great episode for you. This week, uh, if you don't know what we do here on Book Advance, every week we dream book, fantasy book, wrestling feuds and matches that we uh, so desperately wish we could see in professional wrestling. Uh, And we do that here with you, the audience. So if you enjoy what we do here, please follow or subscribe to the podcast, whatever app you get your podcasts on and uh, follow us on Twitter. At Book Events Pod. So you can come and interact with us there too. Yes. Oh, yeah. You could also watch the video version of the pod on YouTube so you can see our cool t shirts. Uh, Marty is wearing his Britt Baker t shirt, and I am wearing a fresh to death stone cold Steve Austin. Cold t-shirt. Steve. Cold Steven. Cold Steven, as Dan Housen would say. <laughs> <laughs> which by the way i've been getting more and more obsessed with dan Housen. yeah I, I think he's just incredible he's a genius uh come on to our pod housing would be dan so, housing dan housing on the pod housing would be ridiculous so hit us up i mean we'll hit you up incessantly until you come <laughs> onto the pod housing so uh, uh that's a warning fair warning to you <laughs> fair warning uh so this week is your turn to pitch yes a dream match and uh yes. so what is it that we will be doing this week 
Okay, Marty. Well, you know, it's been a tough week for the WWE and for the NXT brand specifically because they're making some questionable decisions, releasing some very, 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 very good talent. What do you mean? They're today budget budget cuts. <laughs> yeah, sure. Budget cuts. You're making so much goddamn money over the pandemic. And, uh, you, budget cuts. you got record profits and budget cuts. Huh? Are you kidding me? You're kidding me? Okay. It is, it but, is, it is sad, but also these people are going to go and do stuff. They're so talented. Yes. And to make lemonade out of lemons, we are going to take the finest lemon, not Kona Reeves. Sorry, this is not a Kona Reeves episode. Why are you calling him out like that? <laughs> just dunking on him. He is the finest, but we are going to take <laughs> the man, uh, the, uh, the, the greatest super heavyweight. Uh, this is a moniker that is uh, self-identified with. In the we're world, going to take- question mark? In the world, maybe. Um, we're going to take Bronson Reed and we are going to send him on an adventure to prove that he is the world's greatest super heavyweight. We're going to do a tour of the promotions that ends with him facing the Pinnacles, Wardlow. Big men slapping meat, as Big E would this say. Is a, this is a... a I think that we love here on Book of Vince is big men slapping meat. Hey, you don't need those five star matches. <laughs> give me give me a five we, minute match of just big men slapping meat. <laughs> we don't need old guys. We don't need small guys. We want yeah. big men slapping meat. <laughs> that no, is the I I, <laughs> I love Bronson Reed. I think he's so mm. good, and I remember when he was uh, slowly being featured more and more on NXT, and uh, I think what really stood out for me was uh, the latter match that he was in, uh, where I think Damian Priest ended up winning the North American title, but he looked so good in that match, I was like, oh, he's, they're going to do something with him. And he did become a champion, which was really great. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. wish that would have lasted longer and all that stuff. But I think that he is a great talent to that. And like, if someone doesn't, if someone doesn't pick him up, what are you doing? I mean, what are you, what are you doing? Yes. So He's your idea, uh, a huge hyper athletic man who can also, uh, you know, jump and do the top rope moves. So your idea is he's he's been released. He's going now. It's you know where is he going to go? What's he going to do? And he tours mm-hmm. the independents, facing people That's proving right. that he is the greatest super heavyweight in the world. That's right. And I think we very often here on uh, Book Events we essentially just book AEW, uh, which is what Martin told me uh, before we started recording our episode. I think, (laughs) I think it's, I think it's solely just, it's what we're enjoying right now. And so it's the first thing that comes to our mind when we go, Oh, what if we did this? Or, Oh, I had this idea. It's just cause it's like, you know, like watch what you watch, like what you like. And right now we're, you know, 
just really into AEW because we're enjoying what they're doing over there. So it's just like that. But That's the right. independents have started to pick up again. And uh, people from AEW and people from Impact, people from ROH are going to get like are getting the opportunity to go to all these uh, shows like GCW just popped up big because of a Nick Gage showing up on Dynamite, but then also Matt Cardona Mm -hmm. uh, winning the GCW title from him in that crazy ass uh, death match. Yeah. So. The indies are getting more light shown on them. Um, and you're seeing people like, uh, you know, the likes of Archer, Ethan Page, uh, uh, Malachi Black, um, mm. Orange Cassidy getting to go to from, you know, getting super popular now on TV to these indie shows. And um and that's really great because you're putting more of a spotlight on these smaller promotions. So it's like when you said, oh yeah, Bronson and he's going to these different companies and getting challenged or challenging different people. It's like, yeah, that'd be really cool to see just because then it's like, it's more special for those audiences and those promotions. And it makes Bronson more, it, it allowed him to show off different sides of him and different skills, I think. Yeah, and he's like he's an he's an incredibly like charismatic guy as well. Like I couldn't really tell you like um, if he particularly had like a very distinct character in NXT. Like I do find him like incredibly like dynamic and very very entertaining to watch when he's in the ring, regardless of like what the match type is or um but exactly he's doing like or who he's paired with like he always is very 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 entertaining and fun to watch yeah he's he's got a good sense of humor mm-hmm. um he's uh i think he's also likable in level head like yeah it's if you want to pick apart like the psychology or like the character of it i i don't i i also don't think he got enough time to fully develop it i think we are just starting to see like the the like the really good stuff you know like Mm. after you won the north american title big baby face like the fact that they yes which also you kind of also get a little mad at because you go you brought out his wife (laughs) He won that steel cage match and then you brought out his wife and you made it. Mm. So this, this moment of where he was like, it took me 11 years to get to this point. Um, you know, but, uh, and so that was, I think getting the ball rolling on the big baby face. (laughs) Good, good job. Of course, as always, if you're watching the video version, Anthony has his blue screen background uh, where he tries to set up some sort of, some sort of picture and he has Bronson Reed doing uh, his colossal splash off the top rope but it's cutting off the top half of him and all we just see is his, his legs uh, good job it's like his crotch his crotch is jumping onto my head um, oh look my out behind gosh. you oh, I'm so sorry I'm so sorry Bronson Reed uh, but yeah I think it was is... I think he was just getting I think it was literally just getting this ball rolling of like you're going to have this 
baby faced big guy who uh they're gonna try to stack the odds against him and everything like they're like they had the short rivalry between like him and legato del legato del fantasma and then like his match with adam cole was so good too and yeah i think uh i think we were just seeing his character and like what he was going to do just was about to get started. Mm-hmm. So now yeah, it's and like him and him beating Austin theory to get a shot at the title was a very, or the North American title was very cool. Um, I'll pull up a picture from that. Hopefully. Uh, yes. Hey, there we go. There hey, we go. That that's what we a, wanted. A big man doing a big splash like that. It's crazy. Um, and what oh, oh yeah they call it su- the tsunami that's what tsunami it is. tsunami yeah call okay. back to good old um what was the tag team oh natural disasters i think they were called it was earthquake and oh what was the other dude's name oh i'm blanking uh, earthquake and something it was it was a tag team in the like 90s and they're these two giant dudes and they were called the Natural Disasters. I'm trying to remember the other dude's name. But anyways, you continue on and I will look this up. <laughs> okay, yes. All right, so the idea is Bronson Reed. He has been released unceremoniously from NXT. Typhoon. <laughs> oh, Typhoon. Earthquake and Typhoon. Um, anyways. So now in a quest to prove he is the greatest super heavyweight in the world we uh fast forward to his 30-day non-compete being over and we see all of these indie promotions in the united states come back some of the big ones you know the gcws the mlws uh nwa having some studio shows maybe we involve a little bit of roh or impact who knows? And I think our first stop is possibly a GCW show where I think we could have a Jeff Cobb. One Mr. Jeff Cobb. Um, the pride of Guam uh, featured in a, in a match. And I think it should be undecided of who the person he's facing is and that's when bronson reed shows up um will he still go by bronson reed even in the indies i don't know not too sure but we'll just say we'll say we'll say so we'll say so just for the sake of this even though jonah rock (laughs) is a very cool name um Mm. yeah so bronson reed Bronson Reed shows up and he is he will be facing Jeff Cobb in a match at GCW. Yeah. Um, and I think that is a really good uh, starting off point for some of the other big guys that he's going to face because Jeff Cobb is no slouch. No. If he hits that tour of the islands on you, it could be toast, Bronson. It's definitely it's definitely like instead of going with, say, the say the drama of 
telling a story and and all this stuff. Maybe eventually it gets to that once we get to like what we plan this to eventually be against uh, Wardlow. There are going to be some drama in there. It's more of like him going around and proving himself having these matches with these big dudes to prove that he is the uh, the greatest super heavyweight. And just having these like indie matches where, you know, if it is ROH or if it is Impact or stuff like that, it does show up on their tv or their streaming platform or whatever it is mm-hmm. uh um but then like having these indie shows where it's like uh having that uh how do i describe it that raw in, uh indie crowd pop where it's like there's only like a couple hundred people there maybe yeah and then you know jeff cobb comes out and says uh, or you know, he he come he comes out and and tells the crowd like, so I'm here to face some mystery opponent, whoever it is. I don't care. It's gonna be. I'm just gonna huh. put you in line. I'm gonna smash you yeah. down, and it's gonna be the same results as every other week that I'm here. Yeah, bring your ass out here. And get this, and get this ass beating, and then get this ass beating, and then you just have the the song player or something, and then all you just see is it say like I I really loved where it was like colossal, Bronson Reed, mm. and he just yeah. comes out and everybody loses their mind because this is like the first first thing like he doesn't even promote it this, he doesn't yeah. do anything. It, I love those I love seeing those moments where uh, at indie shows it's just like this person just showed up. Yeah, because then as a fan, it's like a good concert, right? It's like a good concert when you like see um, a band or like an artist you like and they're going to play this big hit that is like that features somebody and you're like, oh, whatever. They're just going to play the pre-recorded verse of this featured person and then they just show up. Mm -hmm. Just they're just there and everyone's like, "Ah, oh, <laughs> and I think that's the, that's the case for for this debut match uh, of Bronson Reed in the Indies is Jeff Cobb, like you said, calls calls whomever out. He's like, you know, I've done I've done this show many many times, and all they do is just wheel out some loser to face me, and they can never keep up. So let's do it again. Cut the check. I'm going to go have a beer, mm-hmm. bring out whomever you want. And then Colossal Bronson Reed, he comes out. And I think there's a opportunity here for them to just go face to face. And then the ref is probably just like, ah, what's happening? Look at these huge men. <laughs> <laughs> and then the match starts. And yeah, we get we get into our first uh, test of one of the greatest super heavyweights in the world. Uh, and we, it's a a classic match of big men slapping meat. What um, what has been? And this is a question for you: Is what has been like some of your favorite moments at like indie shows? Because what mm. I love about indie shows, and I've only gone to a couple, is you get a lot of extra stuff. 
because it's not like TV where it's like, okay, this has to be a five minute match, a 10 minute match, whatever. You know, you do whatever to have the storyline, cut a promo. It's like you get these matches that are like 20, 30 minutes long and Mm -hmm. you get a lot of like crowd interaction. You get like they stop the match. They do if, if, if they're more comedy inclined, they'll like do a bit or like they'll get the crowd amped up and stuff. Like, uh, I was watching, um, what was it? Ethan Page's vlog. Shout out to the vlog. V-log. Shout out to the, shout out to the vlog. Uh, <laughs> and he had a match at, uh, I forget what indie promotion it was, but he had a match against JD Drake and he mm. like, he like vlogged the match and recorded the match too. And they, and he cut in a bunch of that stuff and they had like, really funny moments of like back and forth stuff and everything. And I love that because, and I've seen that. So is there like, I think that just be a, re- would be a really cool time to like get to have stuff like that instead of just the cat, like, normal, yeah, like I, oh. back and forth, you know? Yeah. I've only also gone to a few indie shows. Um, and the one that I really, really enjoyed was um, I went to Greek town wrestling in Toronto uh, with a friend of mine and uh, some of my other uh, comedy associates and people that I've worked with before uh, are a part of that promotion, uh, like uh, Nugnar Gang, uh, famously of uh, Sportsnet's uh, Aftermath and uh, RJ City. And it's uh, run by this really awesome uh, wrestler, uh, hardcore Channing Decker. And they had two cold Scorpio um, at the. Uh, the night that I went to and he was wrestling puff, I think. And puff is this like very funny, like big, big dude. And they had a dance off and that was like really, really funny. And it was, <laughs> it was so great. Like too cold is just busting up moves and puff is very happy dancing in there. Uh, and there are just like other characters uh, and people in indie shows that you don't necessarily see on tv all the time uh and the energy is is awesome just i mean everybody is just slamming beers and enjoying a night of uh sweaty men (laughs) getting thrown (laughs) around in the ring um and i'm very excited for them to potentially uh come back yeah let's yeah for sure uh, let's support our uh, support your local indie uh when it's possible uh when we're out of this thing and we get to go to shows again because yeah the energy is so great I went to um in uh around Hamilton, Ontario slash Burlington, Ontario. Um, I went to this convention called Con Bravo, and it's kind of like a it's kind of like an internet pop culture convention sort of thing. Um, but they had A One Wrestling, which is the promotion that uh, Ethan Page runs um uh, out mm. of Hamilton, and uh. Uh, there was a match. It was a fatal five way. I wish I could remember everyone who was in it, but it was a while ago. I, the only one that I distinctly remember was Jody threat. I think her name is. Oh um, yeah. Cause Jody threats. Awesome. Cause it was a fatal five way with four dudes and her and she killed it. She was, mm. she was great. And I mm. wish I could remember the other dudes. I'd have to go back and look at it, but there was this big dude in it. Um, who was like a super heavyweight. And at one point he gets thrown out and he goes over the top rope and he stumbles into the, and there had to have been like, there had to have been like 
50 of us watching it was it was mm. it was it, it it was really cool to have the uh, the wrestling show there at the convention but it did feel kind of really out of place but it was still really cool um and he goes tumbling out i'm sitting in the front row i'm one of the only people sitting in the front front row because i thought this is you know how often you get to do that uh yeah he rolls out and he uh stumbles and then falls and sits directly next to me and he's just sweating and he's just breathing hard. And he's just like, he just leads over to me. He's like, man, they hit really hard. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, man, it, you got to get back in there. He's like, I will. Yeah. I just need a breather. <laughs> and it's like, you yeah, have those kind great. of, you have those moments and stuff. And I think that that would be cool to see in getting back on point. It would be really cool to see happen in these types of matches where it's like, yeah, you have this small crowd and then, you know, Bronson doesn't announce where he's going to go. He maybe just says like the, the new thing now is like, you just say a date and that gets all the speculation. It gets everybody speculating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then he just shows up and then you have this like banger match between Jeff Cobb and Bronson Reed and you get to have these moments of crowd interaction uh, fun bits Um, and also since it's his like return you get to really highlight that Um, and yeah and then Bronson wins yeah and I think then this is where mm. I think this is then where he like makes his declaration Promo time where it's like, <laughs> I am, I am back. I'm the greatest heavyweight in all of our greatest super heavyweight in all of professional wrestling. I'm going to, I want to challenge everyone everywhere. And, uh, if you think, if you think you can take me on step up and yeah, yeah, exactly. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that for him to, declare um this essentially open challenge he's like i'll go wherever and i will wrestle whenever and i will destroy whoever is in my way <laughs> super heavy weight Woo. all right and i mean this is going to be a pretty straightforward booking here but essentially we're we're getting a tour of some of the uh best uh, indie promotions uh, and smaller um, major promotions within, I'd say, North America. We'll keep it in North America for now because we know we know once he proves himself as the best uh, super uh, heavyweight in the world, he has to enter the G one. Oh uh, yeah, that'd be so awesome. That would. That's a whole nother thing. That'd be. There's cool. a whole nother fantasy booking that we could see. Of Bronson Reed's run in the yeah. G1. So, so I guess then it's like, who do we think would be good matches? Where would they be? What would they be? Um, a name that immediately came to my mind when we were kind of just going back and forth before recording about like, who would be good matches or like, who is out there that would be a great match is uh, first name that came to my mind is Big Demo. Oh, Yes. Formerly known yes. as Killian Dane. Killian Dane. But now he's 
you know, he got released too. And now he's uh, starting to make his way to appear on independence and, and whatever. And I think like him coming, him showing up and challenging Bronson somewhere would be really mm. cool. Um, okay. Here's a question. Here's a question. I don't know if you have the answer for this, Marty, but has Bronson Reed wrestled Killian Dane in NXT before? Um, I imagine so. That's my answer. And and what's the and what's the record? So as you as you look that up in uh, in the uh, powerful worldwide web, um, I think this would be a good opportunity maybe for them to step into or for Bronson to visit the first sort of big er promotion, uh, which would be the NWA. Uh, the NWA uh would be a great spot for him to uh attempt to make a name for himself and and i think it would be a great bridge between uh a bigger promotion and the indies so he i'd say he shows up on nwa and challenges big demo who maybe is doing some work there a little so... bit uh before him I've only found one uh I only found one match. Mm. And it was February 26th, 2020. And Killian Dane defeated Bronson Reed. Excellent. This is the answer I was looking for. So, they're in NWA. It's that beautiful studio wrestling. And I think they they size up face to face. This is one of uh, Bronson Reed's uh, first uh, his his first challenges. Or he, this is the one of his first challenges after he declares that he is going to go on a quest to be the greatest super heavyweight in mm-hmm. the world. And since let's let's say hypothetically in the book of this universe. Book of the Universe. Big Demo has been working in NWA and has been making some moves. So he's like, I'm going to come and knock you down. We have wrestled in the past, but this time I'm coming out on top, baby. Well, this also is a chance for, I think, Demo to be like, uh, so you're declaring that you are the greatest super heavyweight in the world. But you've never beaten me. Oh, so oh, e- easy booking there. Yeah, I get. We we see them throw each other around. We uh we see uh Demo try to hit that vape bomb, made a bomb, and of course, all's well that ends well with a tsunami from the top rope squishing the big Demo. And we have to move somewhere else to another promotion. It's also like some of these matches could definitely be like. It all depends on how like because we don't necessarily know how some of these wrestlers are being booked currently. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, if they're more of a heel, if they're more of a baby face, blah, 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 blah. Um, So you could have some of these matches either end with like. uh, Respect or it's where. You know, 
certain people more experienced uh look like oh they're gonna like are they gonna crush bronson reed's dreams early Mm. and then bronson manages to fight back crowd cheering building up the strength and then coming up the comeback sequence yeah Yeah. (laughs) i think for this particular interaction uh with big demo and in nwa i think once bronson reed comes out on top it is an acknowledgement of respect between two big men uh and killian dane wishes uh our man bronson reed good wishes uh and fond farewells as he continues on his quest to become the greatest super heavyweight Two men who respect each other. And maybe this could come back later because technically if if and when in the book Vince universe he beats Big Demo, the record between those two sits at one and one. Mm-hmm. True. So then, all right, I got two. I, I have in my head two people that could be interesting. Okay. Um, It just depends on where, mm. I guess. So do we want impact to kind of come near the end of this tale? I will say yes. Okay. So another indie show, maybe it's like MLW or something. I'm not too familiar Mm. with MLW. So if this is not true, oops. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But I think then another like cool big guy to then bring up who is doing tours of the indies um, because uh you know, AEW is letting the wrestlers go and do other shows because it that's what they do. Um, mm-hmm. You got to have Lance Archer. Oh, yes. He, he, he is a big, big man. The murder hawk himself. Yes, the murder bird. Um, the, the, the murder bird. <laughs> The murder bird. Everybody dies. <laughs> uh, and you know, how does it come about? Um, could definitely be an exchange online. Build it up that way. You know, mm. maybe a bit of out of respect since like right now Archer's kind of kind of booked, not necessarily baby face, but like kind of kind of a face, kind of in that middle of like I'm just gonna I'm just here to fight people. Um, mm-hmm. and maybe uh, Archer calls him out and or no, yeah, calls him out, but says, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's like it's a single tweet and it's just Archer tweeting at Bronson Reed going, What are you doing on this date? Mm. And then I think Bronson Reed should already be booked for MLW. I think like we should know that he's facing somebody and uh, he should be facing. Uh, we were talking about this earlier. Black Taurus, triple uh, A wrestler, a big man dressed up as a, a bull, and he is a part of. I think he's. This is. This could be wrong, but I believe he is a part of the uh, big evil uh, Lucha Libre um, faction in MLW now. Mm-hmm. Um, or or he's a part of. Oh, maybe he's a part of Decay. Uh, okay. Anyway, he's a part of a. He's a part of a big uh, faction. Um, right now, he's a big uh, man who dresses appear, up like a bull. <laughs> he and he looks scary. 
<laughs> so I think he should be scheduled to to fight Bronson Reed. And this is a, a famous. This is a, a bit more of like a WB style booking in this particular match. But I think before that match can happen, Bronson Reed goes to the ring, and then we see <laughs> Black Taurus just get thrown like through the Titan Tron, and okay. and then with the music. And then Lance Archer's music plays and, and Lance Archer just runs straight to the ring, sprints down to the ring. And Jake, the snake is there too. And he's just like, get him. <laughs> uh, and then we proceed to have a, a bit of a, uh, an internet feud uh, blow off match uh, between Bronson Reed and the murder Hawk himself. Yeah. Lance Archer. Cause it, it could be going on. It, like this could be like, Bronson makes this, you know, declaration of like, I will go anywhere and face anyone. And then it's just been this buildup online of these two eventually facing mm. off against each other. And so then it's like, yeah, mm. uh, booked for the show is Bronson Reed versus Black Taurus. And, <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> Lance Archer just shows up and goes, screw that. You're facing me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then that gives yes. way for like maybe a match between is it Tauros? Yeah, maybe maybe that's what it's probably is how you pronounce it. Black, Black Tauros. Tauros and Black Archer Taurus. and Archer at yeah. some point, too. So like, you know, you get to have a lot of fun with the indie getting to book people against other people and stuff. So, uh, yeah. And yeah, and they have a surprise match and and uh, and uh, that, that would be. That'd be pretty crazy. Seeing, I, I would, I would be in shock to try to see uh, Archer pick up Bronson into the friggin' what's it called? What's his move called? I forget. Be the the thing. The, the thing. razor. The razor's edge. No, it's not the razor's edge. Uh, but <laughs> but but because his finisher is he picks them up over his basically over his head and so it's yeah, like yeah if he could do that to bronson that'd be crazy i think he like <laughs> in the match you have to tease that he is going to do that or he like gets him pretty close yeah uh to that to that move and then he's just bronson is simply too much of a super heavyweight for lance archer to hoist into proper position to execute his move um the blackout. That's what it's called. Really? Inverted okay. crucifix power bomb. Inverted crucifix power bomb. There we go. Inverted crucifix power bomb is escaped <laughs> by Bronson Reed. And we get one of these tsunami. Tsunami <laughs> splash. Yeah, uh, I think that's cool. And then I think I think we get some uh, he heel tour some other smaller promotions as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to come to Toronto. He's going to do Greek Town Wrestling. He'll face uh, uh, big time Bill Collier who is uh, kind of, he kind of looks like uh, Big Cass. Okay. Um, and that could be a fun match. Big Cass would be uh, another good one. Yeah, I, that's actually who I thought you were going to no. uh, make him face in Impact. I was like, no, oh, I have a different, I have a different Bronson, idea. Is Bronson going to face uh, W. Morrissey himself? Um, no, I have a different, I have a different one for that. 
Do we just want to do? Do we just want to? Like, yeah, we, he fa- he goes to other smaller promotions. He faces other people, and then I think it's like you got to have like there would be an ROH one. I'm not too sure who would be a good ROH person. Um, cause I'm not too familiar with ROH. I know that like, I know like Jake something wrestles there. Uh, um, something wrestles more in impact. I think he is an impact, but I think he also, well, he's one of those guys that does a lot of other indie stuff as well. Right. Yeah. Um, he was also wrestling at that shoot that I went to with two cold sports. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. Jake something. Um, I think then in Impact, who is the biggest dude? There's a there are a couple of Impact has some big dudes. You got you got Morrissey. Mm-hmm. You got Rhino. Oh yeah, but I think the one that we all would really I would I would I would love to see Moose. Ooh, okay, Moose Moose is great. Uh, is Moose technically a super heavyweight? I don't know. I think so. I don't know. Uh, it, super heavyweight, like, you look at, like, who has been classed as them, and it's, like, big dudes or really tall dudes. So, mm. and Moose is a big dude. <laughs> He's a big dude. Um, oh, he may- <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I could see that. I could see, I could see how that would be uh, pretty awesome. So I think that that would be cool. Rhino would be another really interesting one just for the sake of like Rhino is like that veteran. Um, and like getting to put over a uh, younger. Uh, it's so funny to say like up and coming, but it's just because he's Bronson is more of like up and coming in terms of like the mainstream scene while it's like, yeah. All these dudes that are like people are just finding out about have been wrestling for over a decade. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's good in impact. I did find someone who I do want Bronson Reed to face in ROH. And that is uh, the, uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is uh, a nickname that he has called at all. The French Canadian cyborg PCO. He oh, is yeah, uh, PCO. very old. Mm-hmm. but he is he is awesome and he and he's a bigger guy as well uh so i think yeah. they could have a, a banger in roh um and, and we'll uh i love pco i think he is uh mm-hmm. his yeah. character work is pretty is really funny and like he is a uh, he's too old to be doing the things that he's doing and i do appreciate that that he, he puts was, his body on the line for entertainment he he's roh champion not too long ago <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, he's awesome. So, okay, so yeah, PC, PCO versus uh, uh, Bronson Reed and ROH. Uh, I think uh, PCO tries to uh, hit like a, a moonsault <laughs> onto a table and misses, and, and Bronson Reed ruins him and, and then heads to um, another promotion. We could save Impact for almost the second last one. Um, is, is PWG still going on? Yes. I think it's going on, right? Yeah, there's somebody they've, they've started having shows again and some people have popped up. I think that was where Black appeared at recently and Orange Cassidy. Oh. So yeah. You're right. You're right. So okay, we got PWG. Let's say in the in a fictional um Book at Vince, Book at Vince Universe, there is another batch of releases. There's somebody mm. who has been put into a uh, faction 
that failed miserably that we on this podcast have tried to save multiple times multiple times and that would be of course retribution yeah and that would of course be t-bar aka dominic dajakovic let's have him at pwg where he has had some very very amazing matches uh of course against uh the great keith lee uh and some other a big boss and i think that's a big indie uh, kind of final boss before he goes to the bigger promotions again. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say this is even before he goes to the ROH um, one. This is maybe shortly after MLW. He shows up at PWG and wrestles Dominic Dijakovic in a slobber knocker in a five star money Meltzer classic. I'm, and- I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they had a, They had matches in NXT against each other. Um. I think Dijakovic came out on top. That might have been when it was like uh, he was like trying to that he was warming up to face Keith Lee for the North American title. I think it was leading up to that. So that'd be great. That'd be so good. And I think that is the match that sort of stops the the run of indie promotions or like the Mm -hmm. And then he starts just appearing on big shows. Not the big show show that got canceled on Netflix. Sorry, <laughs> but he, he is appear, appearing on other uh, big promotions. Um, and yeah, that starts with, I think, um, the ROH match against PCO. Then we go to uh, Impact. We could go. We could do. We could do NW. Oh, we could do NWA again. Here's yeah. a great way for him to get on Impact. So you have mm-hmm. him go to ROH, right? Yeah. He faces PCO. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, not Moose, but Morrissey. Yeah. Then at at uh, ROH, I don't know if they would technically. You know, it's all about if everybody wants to play nice, and a lot of people do, which is great. But in our universe. Imagine then at at uh, ROH, uh, uh, Keith Lee, or Jesus Bronson wins, and uh, you know PCO shows him respect to the ring, that sort of thing, and then out walks Morrissey, or it's a video, mm. and he says, and he calls Bronson out. And he says, Bronson. You want to play where the big boys play? You think that you're the you think that you are the greatest in the world? You haven't begun to enter into the world of the greats. I'm you want- seven foot tall, <laughs> and you can't teach that. I don't think he does that anymore. But anyways, <laughs> but he said, but he basically says like, you want to play. Uh, come and play where the big boys play. Yeah, I'll see you at Impact. And calls him out. Yeah, and then he gets just absolutely crushed. Like Bronson Reed uh, uh, just just squashes Morrissey, and he's like. <laughs> and then I think in the height of adrenaline, it and him and Bronson Reed being on a big show again on TV, uh, he's like, ah, who like. 
You got anybody else? You said this is where the big boys play. You got anybody else? Bring them out. Bring them out. And that's when Moose's music will hit. Ooh, and they, okay, I don't I like think that. they wrestle. They, I don't think I don't think they wrestle yet. I think they just okay. get face to face. And I think they save that for maybe a pay-per-view okay. where it's like, okay, um, now Moose is against uh, Bronson Reed, who and you show all of these video packages of kind of like um, him, his trials so far. And maybe this is what we should use for Wardlow, but I'm, I kind of like, I want him to have a big pay-per-view match before he goes AEW. No, I think that's cool. I think, I think that's a really good idea because then it'll expose him. The more people we can build into that story of like, uh, what he's been doing over the past couple weeks and months and stuff like that. Um, and I, I think the way then it goes to Wardlow is I think, you know, who knows where all this pinnacle versus inner, inner circle thing is going to lead to, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. what if Wardlow on TV declares that he is the greatest super heavyweight of all time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that makes sense. What if like Wardlow uh is in some sort of feud with Jake Hager again, but this time he like he like beats Jake Hager so bad that Jake Hager is like off TV basically. Mm. So so he, uh so that there is like a spot for another big guy to come in. Um, and it's like, yeah, he's like, Wardlow beats Jake Hager and and looks right into the camera. Or says, Tony Schiavone can come down the ring to do, do yeah. the classic. Here, I'm here to interview yeah. this person, and then they they just take the microphone because that's literally every single time Tony Schiavone's in yeah. the ring, they just take the microphone. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I want to no, I want to see a su- a supercut of um. All the times in AEW that the wrestlers have just taken the microphone away from Tony Schiavone. <laughs> That'd be so good. Oh man. But yeah, I think I think what you're saying, like, I think it's this thing of like Tony probably could ask him, like, uh, you've been on a hot streak. Mm. Who do you want to face next? And I think that's where he doesn't call out anyone, but he's but he says, you know. He base. I think, if anything, he basically just reuses Bronson's promo in some form or fashion. That'd be funny. Where he says like, yeah. "It doesn't matter where they are, who they are, whenever, I will face them all because I am the greatest super heavyweight of all in the world." And that's then where everybody Ooh. starts. Everybody starts uh, speculating, <laughs> percolating. The the dirt sheets, the wrestling <laughs> journalists, the Reddits, the IWC. Everybody is going crazy. Oh my god. Oh my god. Warlord just called out Bronson Reed. What's gonna happen? Is he gonna appear on Dynamite? Uh, where's it gonna show up? When are we gonna get Bronson Reed versus Warlow? Oh my god. Oh my god. Then that is um the inciting incident that brings us. Uh, closer to the match, to the pinnacle of this episode, if you will. Um, I think then you have on Dynamite, you have Wardlow taking on some of the big guys, but kind of more like the mid-card 
dudes. Like, you could have them face uh, 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 Bear Country. <laughs> you could have them face Evil Uno. <laughs> Actually, Evil <laughs> Uno is not even really a super heavyweight anymore. No, he's not. No, he's not. Um, <laughs> I, I, he's, I would do. He's, yeah. Uh, who else is a big dude? Uh, Cesar Benoni. Oh, Cesar. Uh, Cesar. Who else is a big dude? Big dudes. Yeah. Archer. You got mm-hmm. Miro. You got. Oh, Miro. Yeah. Well, there's a lot. Of, there's there's a lot of. Yeah. You can then also have people come in from other promotions. Too. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so we do get to see. uh uh, we do get to see Wardlow actually like dominate. Um, yes. And then, how does Bronson show up? Surprise? Running? Mm. Scheduled appearance? I think surprise. It's hard to hide a big man like that because the way that a lot of surprises have happened before is like, oh, they're really the cameraman. <laughs> you know, that sort of stuff. It's like, you can't hide Bronson. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's either got to be music hits and he comes out and Wardlow runs. And then it's like, Bronson Reed is here on Rampage. <laughs> Yeah, we try to debut him on Rampage. Yeah, that would make sense. Oh, Brian Cage uh, is another big man he can, uh, yeah. Wardlow can, can run through. Um, let's see, who else would be another fun person for him to run through before they inevitably meet? But, so I, th- I think that, you know, yeah, he calls him out, he does all this stuff. Maybe, um... Maybe Bronson goes on an an indie show and like does a promo where like he doesn't necessarily call out Wardlow, but he kind of like hints at it. And so then that's more speculation, speculation, whatever. Um, Mm. uh, Maybe he throws in maybe a Luchasaurus would be good. Yep. Maybe he maybe Bronson in this like indie show promo says something like. You know, it's a thing of like he is calling him out, but he doesn't deliberately say it. And maybe there's a line of like, uh, oh, how do I make this sound cool? It's not going to sound cool, yeah. but, but it's just going to be uh, uh, silly. Uh, he says so, he says something on the lines of like, I'm about to go on a rampage. Ooh, and then people get the hint of like, oh, he's going to AEW. Cool. <laughs> yeah, so. and of course. The the uh, the typing the 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 the, the, the percolating the internet <laughs> the wrestling community the twitters everyone's like oh but my so, god he, he's a rampage <laughs> I love that our, I love that our like our stereotypical like wrestling fan is like oh my god he said rampage <laughs> yeah oh my god uh, Bronze Reed's gonna face Wardlow <laughs> yeah yeah that's a uh, that's the best unintentional JR uh, yeah. impersonation that you've done. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, 
when we're talking about the internet wrestling community, that is us too. So, you know, we yes, are, exactly. we are those people as well. <laughs> but so, yeah, I think I, 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 I think the best crowd reaction you could get is Wardlow beats someone. He then is beating him up. And then boom, Bronson shows up. It's not creative, but it would be a cool no. pop. You know, yeah. it'd be it'd be a great pop for then all of a sudden, boom, colossal. Bronson Reed shows up. You called me out, brother. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there has to be this this sort of storyline within um, AEW that is very similar to um, the Bronson Reed trajectory in the Indies. So that you're like, oh, like it's pretty much the same thing that's going on with Bronson Reed. So that the those two asteroids can collide at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, the the biggest test for uh, Wardlow probably would be Brian Cage theoretically. Uh, so he beats Brian Cage on Rampage, and he's just like, yes, I am the greatest super heavyweight in the. Colossal okay. Bronson Reed, and then yeah, he just runs cool. in and he just decks him, and then they're like, they just start scrapping, um, and and then at that point, Wardlow like maybe is it, it like is saved by MJF or something for for once, like MJF finally like <laughs> is uh, it reciprocated it reciprocates like the uh, the ass saving that Wardlow constantly does for him, uh, yeah. and then that sets up like this maybe it's like oh next week's dynamite we're gonna have uh the 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 climax of uh the the quest to be the world's greatest super heavyweight between wardlow and uh bronson reed well you you could have um we finally hear from or it's like bronson reed made a huge uh impact last week Showing up on Rampage, we finally get to hear from uh, from the Colossal One himself. And this is where then uh, Bronson can cut a promo basically being like, I busted my ass for the past year uh, mm. getting to where I am while you know, proving to everyone that I am the greatest and that I will be the greatest and I will face anyone anywhere at any time. And Warlow can thinks that he can just sit here taking in his TV money, uh, beating up small guys here and there. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, he's a face. So he says, of course I see him as a, a, a respectable competitor. He has taken on the likes of people like Brian cage, like Lance Archer, uh, like Luchasaurus. Um, but I said that I, I am the greatest uh, super heavyweight in the world and i'm here to prove it on the on the biggest stage of all oh yeah oh yeah and so uh obviously heel tactics brian k or sorry uh, wardlow probably tries to like duck him a couple of times until finally it's like it's decided next week will be a contest like no other before Mm. A match to determine who is the greatest super heavyweight in the world. That's right. With special guest referee, Mark Henry. Ooh, that'd be cool. 
Let's throw that in there. Why the fuck? Oh not? yeah, sure. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> the world's strongest man should be the referee for this match. That'd be cool. Just, we'll, just work to that make in sure somehow. Things... Work that in somehow. Maybe it's a confrontation. And Mark, well, Mark Henry is will be the one of the commentators on Rampage. So there yeah. is that. Um, mm-hmm. But he could be like a mediary and like a face to face sort of thing. And and that's where it's like decided. Um, some. Yeah, we don't need to figure out the the the, the uh, specifics, but the minutia of that. Yeah, we'll just say that's what it's oh. going to be is is that Mark Henry special guest referee in this battle between Wardlow mm-hmm. and Bronson Reed. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's great. That's that's a match that we want to see, baby. And I think, I mean, the big thing is having Bronson probably go over. It would yeah. be, yeah, yeah. I th- I think I I think obviously we're like we're booking this whole thing to be like we love Bronson Reed. We want to see him succeed. <laughs> we want him to see him do all these crazy matches and, and mm. uh, have it be like a crazy cool time. It could even then turn into like a best of three matches where it's like one match, then another match. And then it leads to like a final match. That's like a crazy, like steel cage maybe. Um, Cause you could have like people interfere and all this stuff, you know, all the schmas of professional wrestling. Um, but I think ultimately in the end, Bronson does go over and does he say at AEW? I don't know. Um, you know, no, uh, because he, he gets a one way ticket to Japan to enter the G one. Yeah. Fine. Finally, the forbidden doors open and, uh, yeah, he gets to go over to new Japan and rock it over there. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. He has to fight a lot of people over there, uh, because there are some fantasy matches, um, that he's gonna he's gonna go against uh, Minoru Suzuki. He's gonna go against uh, Bad Luck Fale. Uh, he's gonna uh, go against uh, Ishii. There's there's big big dudes that um, Bronson Reed can wrestle over there. He could wrestle Evil. Damn, damn that G one. That's gonna be crazy if he gets in there. Whoa, whoa. Just a matchup I want to see, boys. <laughs> but there you go. I think that that's. I think that that's a booking. I think that that's great. Um, just seeing all these cool indie matches, kind of the tour of the indies and stuff, and mm-hmm. um, getting to face people that you never think. And it's such a good time to be a wrestling fan because yes. everybody that's not eight, that's not a WWE, uh, wants to all work with each other. <laughs> And wants to put on these incredible matches and these incredible feuds and stuff. So, I mean, I still, I still, you know, I, I still like WWE. It's just wish they would play nice. Wish they would. I wish. I wish they would understand where things are. Where things are headed in the world of professional wrestling. But anyways, uh, let us know online. Where do you think Bronson Reed should go? Who do you think he should face? Um, and Bronson, if you're out there and you catch this episode. Come on and book your dream match. We'd love to have you on. That's right. We will be incessantly tweeting at you as well as Danhausen. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna continue uh, a tweet spree until 
one of you wrestlers joins us here on Book Advanced. But so, yeah. Um, to close out the episode, we have our question of the week and our match recommendation. Of course, uh, as always, you can submit your questions that you want us to answer here. They can be weird, wacky, or serious questions. You can submit those by tweeting at us at Book Events Pod on Twitter or by going to our website, unknownairfilms.com slash book events. Also, that's where you can check out all of our match recommendations, all the episodes, links to everything over there. Uh, this week's question is quite very simple. Mm. It's nothing crazy. We might have asked it before, but I couldn't remember if we did or not. It's just a simple one. What's your favorite entrance music? <laughs> this is too is too much. This is simple. This is a, a too heavy of a question. Okay, it's a simple question, the, but it's also it's a it's a simple question, but it's also a question where you go, oh shit, I gotta think about this. Damn. Okay. <laughs> All right. I got it. I got it. I'll go with a very recent one. And this is also uh, a tribute to uh, a recently released wrestler uh, within the WWE brand. I was at SummerSlam Toronto in, God, what do I want to say? 2019? Yeah. When one wrestler debuted his new gimmick. You might know this. It was The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Mm -hmm. And that was the first time we saw The Fiend entrance. Yeah. And he was wrestling Finn, Finn Balor at SummerSlam. And I was uh, in the crowd. Um, and it was so awesome. I was sitting pretty far away, but you could see like the lantern with his head that was uh, made by a horror legend, uh, Tom Savini, I believe. And it was so sick the like the theme i think code orange did the like the the remixed theme uh which was like his old theme but it was like metal and mm -hmm. there's like the hurt heel stuff like the screaming oh it was awesome it was so so awesome and that was before they started doing the um stupid like red light during the yeah. entire match for the fiend like that was just in regular light um which didn't hurt my eyes <laughs> and <laughs> and that was like that was like one of the most awesome like ones recently yeah um so that that's my that's gonna be my answer for now um mm -hmm. what is yours marty um i i like as you're uh, talking about that it did make me think back to i think it was the episode that we did with melissa where we said mm. favorite and least favorite entrance themes but i don't remember yes. what i said then um but what i'll say is <clears throat> number one favorite of all time no matter what is edge the, like edge's theme is my favorite forever mm. uh but uh one i'll say a recent one um that comes on and i'm like it, it's interesting how like aew like for certain people they're like oh let's get like they started getting popular music, but and and it strangely really fits the people who are getting it. Like the mm -hmm, fact that mm -hmm. they got the Pixies for uh, Orange Cassidy, it strangely yeah. really fits him. And when it's perfect, yeah, it really him is and the best friends come out. It's so good. Um, but like, uh, I love, uh, and it's probably not going to 
lasts for long, too much longer, so I'll enjoy it when I do get to see it, is the Waze theme music with Gargano mm. and Candice LeRae and Theory and Indy Hartwell. I love it because uh, it's just so, it's like, it, it, the way is such an interesting group because like the logo and like how they kind of carry themselves are like kind of like superheroes, which is interesting. But then there's like really weird messed up family. Yeah. <laughs> but like the entrance music is like you have like that singer come in and then it goes to this like uh, heavy guitar and stuff and like the storm sound and everything. And uh, it just fits them perfectly for some reason. I like it a lot. So. Yes. Yes. I I agree. And one more uh, to wrap it up is when Io Shirai turned heel and got her new entrance. Oh, yeah. Uh, that was that was awesome. And of course, like her uh, all her takeover entrances uh, when Poppy <laughs> shows up. Mm -hmm. uh, Poppy, who I really genuinely disliked when I first found out about her. <laughs> uh, but now I'm like, oh, OK, Poppy is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's some, uh, there's some great music on NXT. Um, yeah, but yeah. So tell us in the comments online, reach out to us. Uh, tell us your favorite entrance music. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we'll and we'll give you. Uh, I was about to say give you a rating, but that does give well, you a well, rating. But but <laughs> we will reply if you tweet us your favorite entrance music for sure. Um, yes. To close out the episode, match recommendation. Uh, this one kind of came about because. Uh, it's my turn this week and it kind of came about because of uh, there's certain wrestlers out there who have been released uh, are starting to tease come tease their returns tease their uh, uh, comebacks and one of them yes. is a man by the name of Buddy Murphy who put out some, who's, who's put out some some videos recently about uh, him him coming back in some way. Um, where I don't know against who, who knows, but, uh, it made me think about some of his matches. Cause I just think he's an incredible athlete. Um, so I'm recommending this week, his match, uh, at WrestleMania 35 against, I forget. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was match, so good that I forgot. It was the match where he won the cruiserweight championship. Um, mm. I will quickly look it up because I feel bad <laughs> about, I think it's Cedric Alexander, but it might not have been, uh, oh gosh. Okay. Hold on a second. WrestleMania <laughs> 35. Just got to double check it. Just got to remember who was it? Was it, was it Tony? Ne no. Wasn't Tony Nese? What are you talking about? What are you talk? What you talking about? What you talk about, Tony Nese? It might have. Um, or is that where he lost it? Oh no! It was at. It wasn't at WrestleMania 35. That's where he lost the Cruiserweight Championship. My gosh! I mm. thought about this and I was like, wait, what? It was at Super Showdown in Australia because that was the same Super Showdown. Um. Uh, what was it? The Iconics got to wrestle. Buddy Murphy won the Cruiserweight Championship in his home country, and that's why it was so. Uh, that's why it was such a big moment for him. I remember that. And was it against? It was Cedric, Cedric Alexander. Alexander. Yeah, it was again. Mm. He beat Ce he beat Cedric Alexander, 
um, at Super Showdown in Australia to become Cruiserweight Champion. And he was such a he was a heel at the time, but like it was such a big, cool moment for him. And then he was a really good Cruiserweight Champion. He like beat everybody in the yeah, in the division. Was. So he was um, there we go. Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander at Super Showdown. That's my recommendation. There we go. Thank go you. On. Go watch it. It'll we'll link it uh, on our website, so you can just click it and. Or look it up. That'll do it for this episode. It was a good one. Oh, yeah. We booked a big man in his his return to the wrestling scene. And, uh, you know, Mm. uh, yeah, it sucks that a lot of people, uh, a lot of these wrestlers are getting cut um, kind of for no reason. Um, But they are extremely talented. And, you know, I think that they are going to land on their feet and go do some amazing things. And I think that if you enjoy these people enough, go follow what they do and go support them where they, where you can, you know, it's yeah. like, go to those pro wrestling tees stores, order mm-hmm. their shirts. Uh, yeah. Like the tweets, um, tell them to come on book it, Vince. <laughs> um, I would love that. Yeah. That's yeah. We would, we would love that. And Yes. For sure. Thank you very much for listening and are watching. As always, you can follow everything that we do here at Book It or at Unknown Air by following us online at UE underscore films, our live streams, our gaming YouTube channel, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and you can follow myself on Twitter and Instagram at Barton underscore minute. You can follow Mr. Anthony Hall. At Hall and Jokes on Instagram and Twitter. And you can follow the podcast itself on Twitter at Book Events Pod. Tweet at us. Retweet. Follow our live tweeting of events and pay-per-views. But thank you very much for hanging out with us this week. You have yourself a good one. Go watch some wrestling and stay safe out there. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.